The leaves are beginning to change. The sun is going down earlier than usual. There's a slight chill in the air, and the spirits of the dead are now walking the earth. That can only mean one thing. That it's spooky month here at Banished to the Black Hole, baby. Woo! We are your hosts, Chris. I'm Mike. And we got the Wizard of Oz over there. <laughs> Who's always just going to be here and talk when he feels like it, but not when he's being introduced. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So, yeah, this is this is the month. This is the one, uh, you know, spooky month. there's the memes that always get posted where it's, you know, people are all excited about watching scary movies in the month of October, but... We do it all year round, but we go extra hard in October. I've been posting memes about that. Yep. There was like the meme with like the bouffant, like vampires looking down. It's like how people who watch horror movies all year round look at people who just watch it during Halloween. It's just like, ugh. Yep. I put my nose up at you. (laughs) But no, it's a a time where everyone can kind of jump in on the fun. So we we got some fun stuff for you. We talk about a couple things coming out. Uh, Some of it is already out. Then we do some movie reviews. And we actually got a special request from a listener that we will mention later. Yeah, so you can stay tuned, listen to that. We're going to be able to talk about we want to we've been talking about this for each episode now how we want to get some more interaction with the listeners starting to come in now uh numbers are up so thank you everybody who's been listening our last episode was our most listened to episode it has almost as much as all the previous episodes combined which is pretty impressive like it's a it's a it's a good place to be right now that's awesome let's keep the trajectory going let's keep people interacting so banish to the black hole on Facebook and at BTT black hole on, <laughs> on Twitter, right? <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, just for those of you that are just kind of curious, Chris kind of runs the Facebook while I run the Twitter. So there's some differences between the two. I'm basically just shit posting all day with memes. <laughs> Mike has some substance to it, I believe. <laughs> eh, I try. I try, but you know what? What substance is there on Twitter? So. You're not on Instagram, are you? I am not. No. So that is coming something, soon. Yeah, that's something I think we can definitely talk about doing in the future. And uh, we're still working on our YouTube page. We're trying to get some more footage for that. And so, yeah, I mean, that's let's, enough about us. Like, like let's let's get to the fun stuff, right? That's right. So stay tuned for all the things we mentioned. But uh, we're gonna get into a couple things coming out in the month of uh, October. That I wanted to mention. Couple shows, one movie. Not a lot going on as we know. We totally skipped news. We might just can it all together at this point. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see how you guys like this. I kind of dug talking about movies and we're gonna do more of that. <laughs> but uh Weird. Talk yeah. about movies on a podcast about horror movies. I know, right? What are we thinking? But uh at the time of the of this recording, two of these are out already. Uh one of them is Clive Barker's Books of Blood, which is out on Hulu. It came out on October 6th, I believe. Yeah, just uh, just a couple, just a few days ago. Uh, it's a Hulu original movie. And uh, I wanted to try to watch it before we recorded it, but we watched so much stuff. I just, I ran out of time. I hear it's great. And it kind of, because it's is actually... Is it like anthology? It's like a collection of his stories or... Yeah, so the Books of Blood, there's a there's actually multiple Books of Blood yeah. books that are a bunch of... They're collections of short stories that he wrote. So it's only one movie right now, but it you can totally, because of the source material and because of what it is, 
you could totally see it becoming more if enough people gravitate towards it on Hulu. Yeah. Again, I haven't watched it yet, so I don't know how good it is. But I'm like super pumped. It's definitely going to be something I'm going to watch before the month is over. I'm really excited to watch it because, again, I love anthologies. Yeah. Like, But if you got Hulu and you want to watch something spooky, you got some Clyde Barker. Books of Blood on Hulu. And you can watch it now because it's out. And if you don't have Hulu, sign up now for your free trial <laughs> using code BANISHED. That's not true, but... Yeah, it's, <laughs> the code is actually BTT black hole or whatever. The, the B-hole? Yeah, <laughs> banished to, to the, the B-hole. Banished to the butthole. That's a completely different podcast. <laughs> don't Google that. <laughs> uh, the next uh, TV show is actually for those of you who have Netflix. And if you have Netflix and you're into horror and you haven't heard of this, I'll be shocked. But this is The Haunting of Bly Manor. Just today. Yep. Another one, like you said, I would have loved to have watched to kind of put some input on it. But I don't like watching horror during the day, so I wasn't going to like binge it all today and then be like, you know. And we've had enough to talk about, too. So we can talk about it next time. Uh, it just came out today. We've talked about it on a previous episode where it's basically the next season of what was The Haunting of Hill House. Yep. And so, you Mike know, Mike Flanagan, it, there you go. Yep. So just like uh, American Horror Story, where each season is kind of a different story, but within like a similar, uh, you know, work staff of, you know, writers and directors and creators and such that are are working on it. So if it's anything like The Haunting of Hill House, it's going to be excellent. I think both services are doing a great job of tons of stuff coming out for the month of October for Halloween. Hulu has like their, you know, Huluween is what they call it. <laughs> I watched an interview with the vampire on that, on Huluween. Yeah. Whatever, just uh, the other day. Nice. Happy Huluween. And when you were talking earlier about like uh, Halloween episodes of things, mm -hmm. they took specifically the Halloween episodes of the series that they have on Hulu and just featured just those. That's oh, cool. awesome. Yeah. That's perfect. So there you like go. Watching... Breaks it down for exactly yeah. Yeah. what you like. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm doing, I'm putting Do in the work. Do they have improvement like... on there? They might. Because I, I want to see that I, Iron Butterfly chainsaw that, uh, strobe light part. They have one of the King of the Hills, and they probably I have. Don't think a, I ever saw that. Well, they probably have a. Few, I think King of the Hill was around long enough to where they probably have a few Halloween episodes. Yeah, well, yeah. like like Roseanne had one every season. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. that was a pretty common one, just like we talked about with The Simpsons. So that is cool because I I literally have been doing like the work where it's like I'm like going to Wikipedia and like finding out what season and episode were the Halloween episodes, and then finding them on DVD or whatever. So it's nice that Hulu is is doing the work for me. I wish like Halloween could just be more than one month because I could do a whole episode on just that. Oh yeah, like, for TV sure. TV or Halloween related TV episodes. Like I'm sure like Family Matters. Why don't we do? We should do that one of these. We could talk about that shit for an entire episode. Yeah. So you know, hey, like I talked about before, I've been tweeting out different episodes that I've been watching already for the month of October. So let us know which ones you're watching or if you have any recommendations of ones that we should watch. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If we get even like one person interested, I'll probably do it. Because right. when that one guy I mentioned earlier like talked to us, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, that's what that's why we're doing this. It's like it's it's fun when we can have some interaction. We can kind of build a little bit of a community of people where we can have a back and forth. And, you know, they'll, they'll recommend stuff that maybe we haven't seen so we can kind of get some. You know, we'll find something that maybe we wouldn't have found otherwise. And hopefully that it'll go both ways that they'll find something because we recommended it. Like because sharing is caring. There you go. 
But uh, to wrap up the releases that I think actually matter for October, on the 28th, we have a standalone sequel to the movie The Craft called The Craft Legacy. And this is going to be released on demand. Um, those of you, I think, wasn't this around the time of The Crow, the original? The yeah. Craft? So it's like at that, it's this doesn't have that same vibe, but The Craft is kind of like some a group of witches, and then one kind of goes too far, and... If you've seen it, you get it. <laughs> it's a classic. It's awesome. You should watch the original. And then I'm interested to check out this sequel because it's hit or miss. You know, like the um, that Black Christmas remake, the third version of that remake I heard was terrible, which I was disappointed about. But then you got like really good remakes that we've talked about before. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't like, you know, the Friday the 13th remake. I think it's good. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake was not bad. I mean, it's not the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is basically like the Michael Bay version of a horror movie, yep. which is, you know, if you're in it to drink some beers and eat some pizza, it's not too bad. You know, it's just, it's gory and it looks refined. And they're ones that you can watch in the group. Like you talked about, it's not one that exactly. you got to really totally keep paying attention. It's, it's a good little party movie. But so we have the uh, standalone sequel coming out at the end of the month on October 28th on demand. And that about wraps up all the releases. So now we can move on to just talking about more movies. What? Yeah, straight up movies. So <laughs> let's talk about a couple movies that we watched this month. Which one are we going to start with? So previously we uh, heard some opinions on We Summon the Darkness, which is on Netflix. I had never seen it. You had watched it. So I was like, you know what? One night I was like, I, I have this issue where I'll like go and like look at a movie and I'll be like, start and then it'll like go for a minute and then i'll be like eh i don't want to watch this right now but like this one i committed to and um i don't know i kind of dug it really (laughs) okay it wasn't like it didn't blow my mind but i think i was just it was like a kid that fell in love you know it's like you're just blinded by the good parts Uh like i love the heavy metal aesthetic like i'm a metalhead myself so it's like Hey, it's like some hot metal chicks and these dudes and let's shotgun some beers. I definitely get your point that you'd previously made where they're like, Hey man, this album's coming out and Cliff Burton and this and yeah. that and that that uh When's the new album drop? Yeah. It I thought the 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 mini twist, I guess you could call it. Was it even a twist? Like I forgot how early on like the actual plot is. Like, I would revealed. still call it a twist because it's a good like forty, forty five minutes into yeah. the movie. I mean, it was I didn't expect it. Like, you don't really know what to expect. And then even after, you don't really know what's going on. And then Johnny Knoxville's involved. <laughs> I mean, it's not, It's obviously not mind-blowing. Now, with me talking about it before, do you think that it also part of why you maybe enjoyed it was you, you set your expectations lower than you would have had you just watched it on its own? I mean, it's possible because, you know, that's another aspect where if I went into it, like I said, being a metal fan, like I'm a huge metalhead and... Being like, oh my god! If someone was like, "This is an awesome movie. It's a metal movie," I'd be like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, prove it." Yeah, like because it's not. But like going and being like, "Yeah, Ruba said it wasn't that good. It might be all right. Like, let's check it out." And then you know, it was it was all right. I think it's worth a watch. Is it something that I would watch all the time? No. But if someone like had it on the background, like like I said, if you got some people over and you want to just throw something on the background and you don't have to pay attention. It's kind of cool. There is like a little bit of blood, and then there's Johnny Knoxville, <laughs> which I, I don't know why I like him. I just think he's cool. 
but it was all right. I'd give it a C. And then you got Alexandra Daddario. C minus. Who, yeah. you know, you can set off the hottie alert for that oh, one. Oh, my God. Alexandra Daddario. All the girls. So, but the thing is, is that they're supposed to be teenagers and Alexandra Daddario is like 32. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, she still looks good. I'm not saying she's an old lady, but it's just she's not a teenager. Yeah. And um, one of the other girls in it, I, I, when I talked about it and I did my review for it, um, was in a movie called Hellfest that I really liked that came out a few years ago. Oh, yes, so seeing yes. so seeing her again was was cool to me too. So like, you know, for those that want to hear my take, instead of wasting the time, you can go back and listen to the episode that we talked about it. But I like that you were able to visit it and kind of give a different perspective on it now. You know, like I said, it's it was decent. I mean, I enjoyed it. I didn't sit there and be like, there's some movies where like you'll watch and you're like you're like struggling to watch it and you're checking your phone and shit. That was me. (laughs) For me, I was like, Oh man, they're like saying metal stuff and they're shotgunning beers. And it's, it was cool. I mean, like I said, C minus nothing crazy, but I liked it for what it was. Heavy metal horror, I guess it's a, it's a heavy metal movie with all stock music, except for one merciful fate song and a Belinda Carlisle song. (laughs) Heavy metal Belinda Carlisle. Yeah. But uh, the next movie, I don't know if we talked about this, if you got a chance to watch this. It's on Netflix. Another Netflix. Netflix is just hey man. taking over my brain. You gotta Shutter, you got to step it up. <laughs> Remember when we used to talk about you all the time? Where's that Shutter money? Should have gave us money. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix, we're looking at you now. But um, it's the Babysitter Killer Queen, which is the sequel to the original The Babysitter on Netflix. And I'll... Spoiler alert, I did not like this movie that much. For me, tonally, I had no idea what it was trying to be. It was like, there was some cool gore, like I liked. There's a lot of blood and gore and like splatter and shit. But um, there was like some comedic elements they tried to throw in like constantly. And I was like, where? I don't know what they're trying to have their audience be, you know? Yeah, so I did end up getting to watch it. The, um, I, the original... You know, we talk about, the, I think the theme of today is anthologies and watching movies and parties. <laughs> so I tried watching the Party, original. Man. I tried watching the original Babysitter back when it came out when I had some people over. And people were just talking too much and they just weren't like getting into it. So I stopped it and I just never went back and watched it. So when. Killer- oh, by the way, uh, hottie alert for the Babysitter. I will give it that. <laughs> I don't know the actress's name, but the main actress is a hottie. There's a. Uh, well, in the original, <laughs> the babysitter is Samara Weaving, who was in Ready or Not, and yes. uh, most recently in Bill and Ted Face the Music. And uh, that's so, another hottie alert. So when when it um, when it first came out, though, the first one, all the publicity, all the advertisement was focusing on Bella Thorne being in it because she was the more famous person. Samara Weaving was like pretty much a nobody at that yeah. point. So it was all focused on Bella Thorne. So I, in my mind, thought that Bella Thorne was the babysitter. Yeah, like, like the, the, the main... The character that is the babysitter. And uh, it turns out that she's actually a friend. So for those of you that don't know the original, it's a kid who's a little bit too old to still be having a babysitter, but he's got this good relationship with one. And I'll he's... tell you what, if she was my babysitter, she could be babysitting me <laughs> right now. I am 34. I need a babysitter, <laughs> Bella Thorne. Or not Bella Thorne. No, Samara Weaving. Yes. And Actually, you know what? I'm not going to be picky. Either one. 
They can both come. I'll pay you ten dollars an hour, whatever you babysitters <laughs> get paid nowadays, and just watch me be stupid. Bella Thorne, who literally just turned twenty three, just be over there and be hot. <laughs> but but this kid has this babysitter, and he has a friend who tells them like, "Oh, babysitters do crazy things. Like they have orgies and they make out with their boyfriends and stuff when you go to bed." So he tries to stay up late one night to see what they do. And it turns out that they're actually in a satanic like death cult. Which carries over into, into the, next the babysitter one. killer queen. And so you get the cast returning, which is cool. And you can tell, though, that it was the same director, but a totally different like writers. Yeah. So the, the original was just so weird. Yeah. Me. The original like had like comedic elements. And, you know, you have some comedians that are even like cast in it, like Ken Marino yeah. is, is, is his father and the father of like the girl that he likes is Chris Wilde. So like there's comedic elements, but like it, it kind of still like skirted that line where it was still mostly a horror movie with some funny parts to it. The problem with me is I feel like they try too hard in the second one. Yeah. It just, it really goes off the rails. It's like, like really trying hard to be like, Hey, we're gory and we're funny. We're zany. Look at us. There's it's literally like, a fight scene where life bars show up. Like it's a fighting game. That was cringe. <laughs> oh my God. I'm a huge gamer. I'm yeah. a metalhead, a horror head and a gamer. And like, they managed to piss me off <laughs> in almost every single way. Obviously, there was no metal in there, I don't think. But no. um, horror, I mean, there was some cool, like, because of the budget, there was, like, blood spraying and crazy. And I was like, that's cool. And then they're like, cringy comedy. I'm like, that's not cool. And then the life bars show up, and I'm like, all right. Yeah. You get a fucking D minus from me. Yeah. So like, sorry. So he's, he's older in this second one. He uh, no longer has the babysitter, but... Uh, no one believes him that the things that happened in the first one happened. They think he's crazy. I, that's actually kind of a cool and, concept. And that's I what like it was. It, it really, it, it, it still roped me I'll give in. it a little bit of credit. It roped me in. Like it was a cool way to continue the story without it being like, now you have a kid who's in high school. That's like somehow has a babysitter again. And it's the same kid. What it's about the a 34 year old man with a babysitter? It's the same, <laughs> same, like the female friend that he had in the first one comes back to, and um, no one believes him, and then things start happening again, and it's and it it gets crazy. And again, I'm trying not to spoil, um, but you can tell. Like, so the first one was actually supposed to be a theatrical release, and Netflix ended up picking it up and making it a Netflix original with their infinite Netflix money. Yep. they're like the U.S. economy or then, the government. I mean, <laughs> just infinite credit. Like, let's just. Whatever. Yep. Because isn't Netflix like in the hole a lot, but they're just like, yeah, we're yeah, just going like, to still buy stuff. Like billions of dollars. Yeah. Because they still keep, people still keep investing. Yeah. So. But the second one, you can tell that the budget, because they knew it was going to be for Netflix and not something that Netflix picked up, the budget was significantly less. Like you can tell it was a lot of like green screen rooms, a lot of like really bad like CGI backgrounds. Yeah. And, so like there was definitely some like cool gore and stuff, but like you can tell that the budget definitely took a hit. And again, you can tell that it wasn't the original writer of the first movie because it it definitely got a lot zanier. Yeah. And it it really I did not appreciate that. it really pushed it over the line. With that said, I still liked it. Uh oh, we got a hot take here, folks. I still <laughs> liked it. Now, I think the first one was significantly better because oh, of the, yeah. the tone. We, we agree on that. Absolutely. The tone, I think, fit a lot better where it, it was. Um, it had the sprinkling of jokes as opposed to just being like just zany all the time. But with that said, I still had fun and still was entertained. And that's really all I'm looking for in a movie. Yeah. 
I mean, it was cool. I almost feel like they were trying to copy like the Happy Death Day vibe. Yeah. You know, like yep. that. I don't know. Like I said, I was very confused with the tone, but you enjoyed it. Do you want to give a letter grade? Like I, I gave it a D. I'll uh, I'll take the minus back just to be nice. I'm feeling all right tonight, <laughs> so I'll give it a D. I think that I would I would give it like a like a C plus, whereas the Generous. the original would be like a B plus to me. Okay, yeah. So I would say that it's like you know it's a full letter grade worse, but it, it's still passable. I might just be being harsh, but like I said, I really I don't was think like, so. I can uh, see how it can turn a lot of people off because it really. I think the thing is like the director is known for doing silly things like that. Yeah, but he didn't write the original, so he kind of made it as it was written. Whereas he has a writing credit in the sequel, so I think he had a little bit more say of like I'm gonna put my little trademark zaniness in this movie, and it even though it didn't, it's not gonna match tonally with the original. This is what I want, so this is what we're gonna do. Yeah. So with that said, let's get to the... I'm just going to say it. Spoiler alert. This movie's a freaking train wreck. <laughs> this is a Danzig um, directorial debut, I believe. Oh, God. <laughs> um, this, is called, this is based on his comic book that apparently was like well-received. I've heard it. People love it. Uh, this is a movie called Veronica. It was on Shudder, yes. I believe. It's a Shudder original. I don't really know anymore. This movie, like, if you want bad acting... Imagine taking direction from Danzig... <laughs> Well, you can tell it's a Danzig movie because there's nothing but big titted like stripper porno star looking girls in this movie. And it is bizarre. It's like if the singer of Rammstein was a child and was like, I want to make a music video. It's like if if the singer for Danzig was an adult and wanted to make a horror movie. Yeah, well, it's again, it's it's an anthology movie. Yes. Because it is based on he he has the comics that were called uh, Verotic Verotic Comics. Okay, it's a it's a portmanteau for violent and erotic. Yes, and so he decided to add the A to the movie, so now it's Verotica. And I heard about this. I'm a- smiling so hard right now to anyone <laughs> that can't see. Obviously, this movie. Holy I, shit! I heard about it a few months ago. It was screened at a film festival. So it's more than a few months ago now because we could still do film festivals. And I heard about how much of a just wild train wreck that it was that like people were laughing hysterically that like they were basically calling it the next The Room. And I don't think it deserves that much credit because because it was so crazy. And then he got up and he was just like, (laughs) he was surprised at like, People's imagine, reaction. He's like, I can't believe you were laughing at some of that. Imagine dancing in a tuxedo, just pissed off at people <laughs> laughing, twisting his fucking uh, the program that they did like in the shreds. So I'm watching, sitting this there movie. watching, sitting there watching the movie like this. I know, and that's <laughs> the thing. Serious. You know how fucking dead serious Danzig is. Yeah. And, oh, and when you watch that movie, you're like, Are you fucking kidding? That's me? what I'm saying. Like, I'm here. There's hearing... a part where a woman has eyeballs on her tits. Yep. Like, True come story. on. <laughs> there, I'm watching the movie with the, the frame of mind that he was surprised that people found it funny. And I know how serious he is. And I'm watching. I'm like, there is no way in the world that somebody would make that and think that it was serious <laughs> and scary and erotic. Like, and it like, was none of those well, things. And <laughs> like, like I, I haven't seen the movie, but I have listened to Dantig for Years and years and years. The yeah. Misfits and Samhain and Danzig. And it's like Danzig for years has taken himself very seriously. 
until recently when he was in that episode of uh, Portlandia yep. and kind of cracking jokes about himself. Yep. But still, it's like there's no way he went from just one instance where he was being funny about himself to making a complete parody mess out of a, a series that he's been in, invested in for at, like that comic series at least 20 years old. Right. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And this, like it's, it's been out since like the late 90s. So this movie is three stories <laughs> that are from the comics, like based on characters from it. And immediately, just within the first... Well, first of all, you have a really, really shitty opening credit sequence that, like, looks like a child made it on, like, uh, you know, Windows Movie Maker or something. And um, it starts. And just, you can tell right away, nobody are, like, actual actors other than, like, porno actors. Like, they're yeah. these are, like... These are porn stars. It's like Caden Cross is in it. Like, yeah, she's... like there's like French actors and no, stuff. No, no, I looked it up. Are they actually faking? They're their faking it. They're doing Danzig a terrible took, job. He took the time, money, and effort to hire dialogue coaches wow. for these non-actors to have French accents because they were Americans. And I'm like, it just adds to how batshit crazy this fucking movie is. So does Danzig have some like? He must have some banked money because he ain't doing anything that's making money. Well, I mean, he's uh, I mean, you got to think about it. He's, he's still, legendary, but not yeah, all like, legends have like success. They don't and have money all that money, but you got to think he's still he gets residuals from everything that's got a the crimson ghost on it and shit like yeah. that. Every time somebody buys, yeah, you can find those shirts in like fucking Target. Yeah, and shit. Now, yeah, exactly. Now, every time that they sell something with like the Misfits logo on it. Danzig gets money and like Jerry only gets money or whatever. Yeah. Right. So like Danzig's still making pretty good, like even music sales. Like he still puts out albums. They've been terrible for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> like Danzig, like the first four Danzig albums can't fuck with them. They're fucking amazing. Everything else after that is including this movie completely yeah, fuckwithable. He, he does he does the music for this movie. There's actually like, one part during like the strip club scene where he is going for it hard. Yeah. I, I'll give it to him. He put his heart into that, but it's it gets, I'm sorry. It gets Dan's real like, butt rocky. <laughs> He's like, <"Hur!" laughs> I wrote down some some lines, actual lines oh from this movie. Oh my god, I love this. So you mentioned that there's a woman who has eyes on her tits. It's right at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> This girl is with this dude and he's like trying to take her top off. And she's like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Even though they were like doing stuff before. Yeah. So yeah, she was like off. going down on him. And yeah. Shit. So she, he rips the shirt off. You see that she's got eyes on her tits and he literally goes, your tits are staring at me. <laughs> oh, Glennard. And then, and then there's another line later on I'm where use that. somebody, Sorry. somebody literally that. says, uh, what a PCO bitch. <laughs> That's how they pronounce the word psycho. Wow. So I'm thinking again, okay, this is like a foreigner yeah. that is like trying to speak English when it's not their first language. It's just some dipshit. And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, did he, he wrote it that way. What if like, because yeah, it happens, like you can't say psycho because you it have happens, to say this. it happens in the last, the last story too, where they say virgin instead of virgin <laughs> multiple times, but then other times they'll say virgin. So it's like, it's like, these are like decisions were made. Like yeah. these were like, he's like, this is how it needs to these be. These are the thoughts that kept Danzig up at night. Yeah. <laughs> Not any normal person. Danzig. Yeah. Up at night. <laughs> so like, so the last line that I wrote Keeping that like really, that really stood out to me was there's a woman who 
does not want to fall asleep because when she falls asleep, bad things happen. It's the same tit woman, isn't yep. it? Yep. So her her grand plan to try to stay awake is to go into the porno theater and watch some pornos with random strangers. And she goes, what is big deal? It is only people making sex. <laughs> I like that. So like, what well, is big deal? It's just making sex. It's like the whole movie is people with bad accents, overacting, bad sets, and all of it is through a lens where it's like he's trying his hardest to be like making a giallo movie. Like it's got yeah. that weird like Dario Gento, like everything is like a big like primary color. It's always yeah. red or blue or whatever. And then like, yeah, you've mentioned like the strip club and it's like everything's under this like blue light and it's just like this bad music playing. And then the third story, there's like almost no plot. It's just like, we have like four lines of dialogue, but we needed to fill a half an hour. So <laughs> we're going to be in this pool of blood and just play with the blood for five minutes straight with nothing yeah. happening. So basically what we're saying is see it, right? You know what? Here, if you want to watch a train wreck, I'd say see it once. <laughs> here's here's what I'm saying. Yeah. Again, keeping with the theme. If you have a party and you have like-minded people that like to watch the craziest, shittiest things that you have ever seen. You want to see some eyeballs on the end of tits? <laughs> I, I watched this movie on my own and I, I wish that there's a few friends of mine that I know that would appreciate it. Yeah. That we would have had a blast just ripping on it the whole time. And I kind of bummed that I wasted it all on like just on my own because there were times that I was legitimately laughing. I would have been one of those people at that festival laughing that Danzig would yeah. have been like, I don't know why you're laughing. And I'm like, cause you are an unintentional comedy <laughs> genius. Well, first of all, you're Danzig. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> well, it's like that. Mo it's just like, there's certain parts where I'm physically like, I'll see something. I'll physically like, you see me looking around with my arms up and I'm like, no one's here, but what the fuck, man? Like, yeah. can, wh where's the freaking... I have seen a lot of movies in my day. I have seen a lot of shitty movies in my day. And this is fucking top-tier shittiness. Like, I'll tell you what. Weird, people, cheap sets. Like, When people compare this to The Room, I think that's unfair to The Room. It makes The <laughs> Room look like a competent movie. Like, that is... That is I mean, really, this is like without I hyperbole. Gonna, I'm just going to say right now, and I don't... Danzig is going to hear this somehow. <laughs> we're about to get sued, aren't gonna, we? We're about to get our faces punched in. You know Danzig's what? Danzig is going to punch a hole in all of our any chests. money. Please don't sue us. <laughs> Here's the thing. Whether it was his intention or not to make me laugh, he provided me with an hour and a half of entertainment. Now, it wasn't... And boobs and stuff. The whole hour and a half wasn't entertaining. There was definitely parts where it dragged. But there were things where I'm just like... I can't believe that this exists. I really thought that after it was such a like shit show of a showing at the um, festival, that this is going to be one of those things that because he's so serious that he would just not release it. We'd have to wait for him to die yeah. for it to like be released from the vault. Like that Jerry, Lew uh, Jerry Lewis. Movie? Yes. The, 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 the clown <laughs> the, the in the day Germany. the clown cried. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Jesus. I really thought it was going to be something like that. So when I heard that Shudder was releasing it as an original, I was like, I immediately added it to my watch Shutter, list. Shudder, we're not mad at you anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, kudos so, yeah. to Shudder for having I, I the feel balls. Like I'm, I feel bad dissing on Danzig for so long. Let's, I would say watch it once if you want to watch a fucking train wreck. And when I talked about like a few episodes ago when we talked about Body Melt and I said that you have to be a very specific type of Don't audience member. No, but I'm saying like you had to be a very specific type of like audience to be able to appreciate what it was. Yeah. This is that kind of movie. Like 
Oh, if you want to watch a train wreck, this is like as train wrecky as it can get. Yeah. Like this is wow. (laughs) Danzig's going to come down here. We're not even going to know he's in the house when it happens (laughs) because he's going to walk in the door. The dog is not going to bark. Because it's going to be his friend immediately. Sense who it is. He's going to lick his hands, <laughs> and then it's it's Danzig's dog. Dog, <laughs> Danzig, don't take my dog. <laughs> so yeah, all right, Veronica, next. <laughs> yeah. So after all of that, I feel like we gave that movie way too much time than it deserved, but whatever. Danzig, you got us talking, right? Yep. So let's go to our series spotlight with the Reanimator series. I got to say, just off the bat, I was surprised. That for the Halloween episode, you guys didn't pick the uh, Halloween retrospective, like talking about the entire Halloween series. Oh, that's the problem. There's too many. There's like a shitload. And yeah. It goes I, in so many directions. That's what basically it came down to was that there's just, there's so many movies that to really be able to do it properly, we just wouldn't have had the time. And really, if you were to do that, that would be the entire episode. Yeah, I was going to say that it would wouldn't be able have to, fit to be it. a, like things like Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Halloween. Those would require and deserve an entire episode devoted right. to them just so, to talk about it. So it's not to say that we're not going to do it in the future. It's just there's just no way we could do it right and now. Copyright. We're not promising anything to <laughs> any of the listeners. No, I'm just but saying. But I would like to if we ever it's got not the off time, the table. Yeah, no one wants. I know. I'm sure it's been done a million fucking times. But if you want to hear my dumbass opinion on Halloween or Friday the 13th, then maybe one day you'll get it. Yeah, I mean, I've never really heard people go in depth about like Halloween and shit like that. I actually know? recently watched it. Four, yeah. four is really good. They're, it's not it. bad, man. What's um, the little girl in Danielle it? Danielle Harris. Yes, yep. I love her. Yep. I love, love, love her. So I, th- I think it's definitely something we Call can me. do. Maybe what we could do is time it for when the next one comes out. Are you giving the audience some like hype for a whole year in advance? You want Danielle Harris? <laughs> we'll get Danielle Harris. <laughs> hey, do not... For my sake, do not promise that. <laughs> I love that woman. But I, I just she's saying, like fifty three, and she's still come looking, on. She's not it, that. She's look not, it up. She's not that. I old. think she. I was surprised at how old she is because she, she looks, looks, looks fucking great. I think that she's only like a couple years older than me. I don't know. Which would I guess be the same as Josh, right? Yeah, forty three. Oh, see, I so got, well... You got the three right. Like, <laughs> you put another decade on Don't her. tell her or let her hear that, because you're never supposed to do that. Yeah, right? <laughs> Women will kill you. Well, I, I had a That I had will a ruin similar... my chances. I'm going to tell her right now. <laughs> I had a Send similar, her a message. Similar Ridley thing. says that you're 53. <laughs> you look good, though. She's going to say, who's Ridley? <laughs> who's Ridley? I'm putting a restraining order out, and that's the end of that. She's going to be like, is Ridley his first name or his last name? It's going to be like, it's his only name. Um, like share. By the way, um, just some quick stupid trivia. I dated a girl at one point where eventually someone called me Chris and she was surprised that my name was Chris. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? Yep. I, I definitely know how that can be. But uh, yeah, you know, um, I had something similar happen too with the uh, the whole like age thing was uh, so to kind of keep it with the horror theme, uh, there's the the witches remake that's coming out on yes. HBO max. And I heard that it was going to be Anne Hathaway. Yep. That was going to be the grand witch. And I was like, she is too young to be playing it. Like it doesn't make sense. Don't do that. So, Don't say it. You're so, going to make her mad. So then I went and I watched the original. <laughs> you were like, you were older than I thought. No, 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 no. It's, it's actually different. When uh, I went and watched the original with my wife uh, last weekend, 
And I hadn't seen it since it came out. Like when I, I was that a kid, movie was like one of those when you're a kid, you watch it. It's not supposed to be disturbing, but it like fucked you. Oh, up. it's <laughs> definitely crazy. And so like in my brain, the way I thought of it from a young kid's perspective was that Angelica Houston was like old in the movie. Yeah. That's why she's the grand witch is cause she's old. So when I'm watching it, I'm like, she doesn't look that old to me. Like now I'm older. It was the young kid that thought of her as old. Yeah. So I looked her up. She was only 39, which is exactly my age. So is literally as old as You're me. You're literally calling yourself old. Is, is, so I'm like, she's not old. So then I thought about it. Anne Hathaway is 38. She's a year younger than me. So she's only a year younger than Angelica Houston was in the original movie. So me thinking that she's too young is actually, she's, she's right on point. Is this some weird, like the matrix shit? <laughs> Just like our Canada talk earlier. Cause I'm losing my shit. <laughs> so I don't know. I might cut that from the show, but like, <laughs> I'll tell you anything. I'd watch, I think it's interesting. I'd watch anything with Anne Hathaway. I like Anne Hathaway. She's cool. She's hottie alert. She is a hottie alert. <laughs> Get that siren going. We're going to have to find a sound. But, but yeah, uh, like I, I just so you know, it's just it's funny how like your perception of age changes like as you get older. Like when you're young, like everybody who's like not 27 is like old to you. you like you know, like it happens. Yeah. So that's why like we can get all mixed up with people's ages, and we have no idea how old anybody is in movies. So you hear that, Daniel? See, I'm I'm not a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> Please come. So just wrap it all around again. <laughs> Please come into my basement. <laughs> Please come sit next to me and Danzig and be my babysitter. <laughs> oh, man, that would be quite the Motley crew. Danielle Harris, Bella Thorne, Samara Weaving, and Glenn Danzig. I'm building a crew. <laughs> Don't you worry. We're going to write. We're going to make a band, too. Oh, man, that's going to be something. All right, next. <laughs> <laughs> so to get back to our series spotlight, we are going over the Reanimator series. Oh, that's right. That is what we were talking about 27 hours ago. No, it's all good. Tangents are fun. Yeah. And now I got another girlfriend potential in the future. But Reanimator, so you want to give your thoughts on the first one? or Yeah, sure. You wanna... Actually, you know what? Let's give, let's give the people a little plot. Yeah. So Mike, give the people what they want. All right. And, uh, let's tell them what the Reanimator movies so, are about. So Reanimator is uh, from 1985, and it is based wow. on. H- you really can give them what they want. <laughs> it's based on H.P. Lovecraft's story, Herbert West, the Reanimator. Yes. And they just shortened it to Reanimator. Actually, it's like H.P. Lovecraft's Reanimator, but whatever. So this is one of those like totally like classic like 80s movies that like you would always see the cover when you'd yeah. go rent movies and everything like that and this so this was a movie where when i was getting into dvd collecting i remember there was a special edition it was like a highlighter but it was like the green yes. glowy stuff yes. i never bought it i wish i did but yep. uh yeah sorry for interrupting no it's all good i love that so edition. it's you have these like doctors that work in this hospital and one of them herbert west is like a little cuckoo a mad scientist and likes to say it. he really thinks that he can he can conquer death that he can bring people back and so he's doing these experiments like off the books and things do not go well that's like the typical like spoiler like guess what things don't go as the way that they would hope yeah. when, when things come back they don't come back right they're yeah, violent we all saw, they're we all twitchy. saw pet cemetery right? yeah <laughs> they're like twitchy put and violent the damn kid in there Shouldn't have put and, the damn cat in there. And what ends up happening is, you know, it, it becomes a battle between the doctor who wants to do things right, Herbert West who wants to do it his way, 
and then their supervisor who just wants to steal all the credit and then just things Isn't that go how it always goes bananas for every every, job? every time <laughs> every time <laughs> and you have Jeffrey Combs who is like an icon in horror he is Herbert West you have Barbara Crampton who is Meg who is the girlfriend of the other like good doctor who she's always awesome and it was directed by Stuart Gordon who uh, we just lost this year. He just passed away. Oh, man. And he has, he has made a ton of fantastic movies. He even, you know, we talk about like kids movies and stuff. He went on later on and he, he made Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Like he, really? he wrote it. He didn't direct it, but he wrote it. And uh, so he's he got that Disney money at the end of his life. He was good to go. Like, Damn, he, good he, for him. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he made a lot of good movies, including when they did like the Masters of Horror series on Showtime. Yes. Where again, anthology series. Each that episode. was Showtime. Yep. Okay, I'm just making sure because I remember each, I couldn't remember if it was Showtime or HBO. It was Showtime. Each episode was different. It was a different story by a different director. Is Showtime around anymore? Yep. Yeah, Showtime, HBO, Cinemax—they all exist still. Wow, believe it or them. not. Good for them. Besides <laughs> HBO, because we actually know about you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but, but yeah. So it's it's a cool story the the serum that you mentioned before is yep. the is like a very iconic image of the movie it's where you glowing see the green glowing serum. green it's in every movie that we're gonna cover yep they used uh like what the liquid that goes inside glow sticks is what they used and um there is just it's a fun movie it's because it's again it's like when we're talking about the babysitter it's not totally serious there's yeah. some it's dark humor, but it is it there's some funny things that happen, but it's not like a slapstick comedy, like it's not like a Dead Alive or a Evil Dead 2, but there's definitely some moments. There's some subtle dark humor and that I'm going to just spoiler alert, this for me, this is where that kind of humor ends in the series and then they kind of go in a different direction. Like it's it gets a little zanier yeah. from here on out. Um the soundtrack was good. Yeah, uh, Rich, Richard Band did the uh, the theme. Yep. Richard Band, it the theme. It was very Danny Elfman to me. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yep. And yeah. they uh, they it happens to be a recurring theme throughout all the movies. Actually, I don't know about that. There's like some weird offshoot movie that we decided not to cover because it doesn't really fit into the canon. It's, yeah, it's it's not a part of this series per yeah, se. So it's somebody else adapting the original story. So the same thing as like the night. Uh, Night of the Living Dead kind of thing we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, or, or the, even the like... The rights were out there and they're like... We're even doing like this. doing like a like a Sherlock Holmes, you know, it's like all the books are public domain so there's 8,000 different Sherlock Holmes yeah. movies. They're not... And shows. Related. And yeah, exactly. So so yeah, that's I think that that's kind of in a nutshell what Reanimator is where you have people being brought back. Accidents happen where somebody dies so they're like i need to bring them back and then yep. and then things just don't well, go well for herbert west he's not trying to bring them back the good doctor was herbert west goes i want to bring them back so i can study what happens when i bring them that back. is true the other doctor's like oh my god this person died we need to save them and herbert west's like i can save them yeah and chaos ensues they were like the weird weird roommates of each other yeah. and you so see you have that dynamic going for it too and... it's like the odd couple in a horror movie <laughs> But I'll tell you what, this movie, honestly, the first reanimator is one of those movies that like really scratches every itch for me. Like there's great special effects. There's great gore. Oh my God. So good. Dude. Severed head going down on a girl. I was going to say there's nudity and yep. stuff like that. Yep. Um, and like you said, the, the, the dark humor, it's like, it's funny, but it's not like ugh, cringe funny, you know? Right. 
Well, like, I, to, to go back to the scene that Josh just referenced, I mean, <laughs> that's literally like, it's like a visual pun. Yeah. It's a head giving head. Giving head. Like, <laughs> that's like, that wasn't like a coincidence. Like, they were doing it on purpose. And it was actually discussed too in, um, uh, in Search of Darkness, that 8,000 hour documentary about 80s horror on Shudder, where Bar- Barbara Crampton was on it. And she was like, she was feeling a little uncomfortable at the idea of the scene. But because she loved working with Stuart Gordon so much and he was like such like a great director to work with that she was like all about like, you know what? I feel comfortable. I feel safe with you. I'm going to do it because it was you. But if it was like some other like sleazy director or whatever, she would have been like, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah. And um, it's it's you know, I think that says something about him, too, that like, you know, there's a lot of exploitation when it comes into into horror movies and stuff. But when you can have a reason and a point for something and you're, you're not making the actress feel uncomfortable. Like, that's a good thing. Like, like I said, he just all around, like when he, when he recently passed away, like to read all this, the outpouring of all these people that worked with him and how much people loved him and loved working with him and loved his movies. Like it shows like, there's a reason why this movie is a classic. I rewatched it maybe like, I don't know, a year and a half ago after not seeing it for quite some time. And I watched it with a buddy who actually had never seen it before. That's always and he was just like, fun. I can't believe that I've, I've never, never watched this. He, he loved it. And he was really bummed out that like he spent the majority of his life not enjoying the joys of reanimator. You hear that people, if you haven't watched reanimator, don't have regret like his friend. <laughs> Sorry so, yeah. to his friends. So yeah, if you <laughs> if haven't seen it, I definitely I, highly recommend it. It's 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 a it's a classic for a reason. Um, I remember hunting down the original DVD that came out. It was it came out for a very short period of time and immediately went out of print. And for whatever reason, there was a computer store in our local mall that rented DVDs when they were like still new. Which one? Uh it was, Uh-oh, it, it was a name drop. It was in the Enfield Square Mall. Yeah. It was this little tiny place. It didn't last for very long. And I walked I in there. I think I remember that for some reason. Where in the mall was it? I don't remember. Uh, it was it was such a short period of time. But I walked in. I saw they had movies. And I was like, I just get, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I want to buy this. Because it was out of print. I'm like, name your price. I can't find it anywhere. He's like, no, no, no. We just, we just rent. We don't sell. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to rent it then. And, and never, never return it. it. And, and he goes, he, goes uh, he made that comment where he's like, um... You know, uh, it's X amount of dollars a day. And then if you don't bring it back after two weeks, we just charge you for the whole thing. And so I said to him, I go, I'm just telling you right now, you can just put that whole thing on my credit card because I'm not bringing it back. Like, yeah, at being, that point, I would have been like, I'm not giving you this movie. I'm kid. like, I'm like, I'm being straightforward with this guy that I'm like, I'm, I'm going to take your fucking movie. <laughs> I want to own this movie. I can't find it anywhere because this is like, you know, early I'm days. I'm shocked that like, he let you have it. Because I would have been like, guess what? You're shit out of luck. Bye. But also, how many people were going to the Enfield Mall to go to a computer store to rent a DVD in 1999 for Reanimator? That is a lot of different angles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't feel the least bit guilty. It ended up costing me, you know, like 50 bucks or whatever. But on eBay... On eBay, it was going for like ninety, like because okay. it, it was out of print, and um, and then they ended up doing the one that you talked about with the lighter and everything, and uh, I had already sold the copy again at that point. I sold it for more than I paid for it, so it all worked out in the end. But I I had to I, that was how I actually first saw the movie. Like I had never seen it before, and the DVD was out of print, 
And so when I saw it, I was like, I need to buy it because I need to see this movie and I'm not going to settle for VHS, like DVD or die, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. So Enfield, com- Enfield Mall computer store, that has old a- guy, <laughs> if you're out there, reach out to us. Yeah. We're, he's 21 not years sorry, later, but yeah, we'll give you a shout out. Yeah. Thank whatever. you for reanimator. All right. So to wrap it up, first reanimator movie, classic. Scratches every itch for me. Like I said, gore. You got some boobs. You got some good humor. It's good. I recommend it. Absolutely. Definitely. If you haven't seen it, see it so you don't end up regretting it. (laughs) Now we got the next one in the series from 1989, which is Bride of Reanimator. And our favorite doctor is up to his old tricks. Oh, boy. One thing I want to say, I'm looking at my notes and I'm saying that um, right off the bat, it's bringing the gore again. That's yeah. that's a pretty good recurring theme of this series that I appreciate. Like when we talked about Wishmaster, like we had one that was good, two that was pretty good, and then it's just kind of like I want to stab my eyes out. I yeah. don't want to watch this anymore, but I'm doing it for everyone listening. Well, we talked about how the director of Wishmaster and the the team of special effects that made the movie yes. was K&B Effects. K&B Effects did the effects of Bride of Reanimator. A Bride of Reanimator? Yep. Nice. I think I think some of the members may have worked on the original, but K&B as a company did not exist yet at that point. So it's not like they're credited as such. So I'm going to give you a much more um, unrefined review of this movie than maybe Mike would, because I'm not here with all facts. So it's basically, <laughs> to me, this movie is... Herbert West, back up to his old tricks. It kind of reminds me of like, it's obviously a play on the Bride of Frankenstein. You yep. know? They're trying to reanimate and build another woman, but it's got something for the ladies because the doctor, the good doctor is back and he's running around with his shirt off. He's got a six pack. <laughs> he's looking with the ladies. And then for the guys, here's another recurring theme that you're going to see in Reanimator. In every movie, the doctor has like some hot ass love interest. Yep. And every movie it happens. One thing I want to point out is like there was a character that kind of like reminded me of like an Adams family reference that was around for like 10 or 15 minutes, which I thought was going to have a bigger part. And then it like figuratively and literally gets squashed out in like, yes. So it, it was like the special effects team probably like messing around. Like you said, it was yep. that special effects team. So they were like, all right, we're going to do this. And, I don't know if it's budgetary constraints or it just didn't matter or whatever, but well, it, it, I think because as the movie progresses, you start seeing more of these experiments go on that there's all these weird things that happen because Herbert West is like, look, we saw this worked. We saw we were able to do this. They're kind of hiding. It's known as like the massacre. Yeah. And the police are like investigating even though the case yeah. is closed. So that's the plot. There's like a secret or a private investigator trying to basically like uncover the plot from the first movie. Yep. Like the case is closed, I believe, yes. correct? But like this guy's like, I don't believe that. So he's kind of like investigating them, trying to, you know, get to the bottom of things. But Herbert West in his brain, he's like, the case is closed, so I'm going to keep doing my crazy shit. I'm going to keep like having a meth lab in my <laughs> <laughs> friend's basement pretty much. No, you mentioned him always having a hottie. Did you recognize uh, the girl in this one? I bet you did. I did immediately. <laughs> in uh, she was in summer school, which I mentioned Weren't earlier. We just talking about that? with Dean Cameron. We were talking about that before we started recording. Yeah. Uh, she was the Italian foreign so exchange that wasn't student. On the, we weren't talking about it on the mic. No, I don't think oh, so. Oh man, so they're getting it. 
the audience is learning into our private yep. lives. Uh, so yeah, she was the foreign exchange student from Italy in summer school. And then, uh, 10 years later after this movie, like, you know, eight, nine years later after this one, she was in the original Austin Powers is a lot of vagina. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that's another hottie alert. And I'm not going to do the noise because I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing Yeah, we got to think of the noise. So I'm, I'm thinking French ambulance. <laughs> French ambulance? Yeah. Is it? Okay. But uh, one thing I noticed, on, and I'm hoping, I actually put a no to this because I'm hoping you have the answer. Okay. There, I don't know, I, I specifically, when I was looking, I always try to get the, because uh, it was free on Prime, I believe. Yep. That's how so I watched it. I, um, I always look for the longer one or whatever is available if yep. there's not a longer one. And there were moments where the quality yep. drops. And I'm like, this is what Mike was saying with, uh, oh, we, shit. What was that Valentine's Day? My Bloody my Valentine. My Bloody Valentine, yes. Yeah. So, like, I was like, oh, man, is these are these the scenes that were cut and were, like, later added in? Yes. That is so a crazy thing to look at now watching movies. I'm like... I'm like, look at it. It's like the Leonardo DiCaprio, like meme from the Wall Street. And he's pointing. He's like, that was a cut scene. Yep. Yeah. No, you're a hundred percent right. That's exactly what it was. That was, um, that was one of the big things. Like when this first came to DVD was like, people were upset because it was like the R rated cut. It wasn't the unrated cut. And then like the unrated came out and then it went out of print. And it was like, it was like, it's all this nonsense that came into it. And, um, there's even more stuff that nerds got mad about. And I, I say that with nerds all the love in the world because <laughs> I know I've been a part gonna, of it. What's going to make nerds happy. <laughs> so, um, so I found it especially funny that this was the unrated cut on prime because prime now has like their own ratings. And they just said in the quarter 13 plus, like yeah. this is literally an unrated movie, <laughs> which means that like they thought that people had to be at least 17 or 18 to see this. And they're like, Amazon's like, nah, you can be 13 to see this. Yeah. Well, I was looking at some of the the ratings, like you said, and I was like, well, this one's R, this one's 13, this one's like 18. I was like, yeah. which one do I watch? Amazon's like really weird about that. But yeah, so if you notice the difference in quality, you watch the right version. That was the unrated version, which has a lot more gore added into it. The first part that I saw, I was actually surprised. I was like, all they really showed was like a blood spray. Yeah, I actually, I shouldn't say it's like a lot more blood. It was just like, some of it actually was just like talking yeah. or like reaction shots. It was like, it was almost like weird. I should say it's a lot more footage, not a lot more gore as I guess would be the well, more appropriate. Well, that's the thing. Like it was like, there was like blood sprays and gore, but I was like, they couldn't leave that in. They yeah. didn't want that blood spray. But I'm wondering if I obviously wasn't watching it in theaters or when it theatrical, theatrically, <laughs> however you say the damn word, when it was released in theaters, damn it. What was it rated? Was it was it, it was rated R like when it came out. I don't think it had like much of a theatrical like release to I it. I can't imagine Bride of Reanimator did like a huge yeah release around the country. And... So I think it was it was just released on like home video, and a lot of places would just get the R-rated version. So uh, yeah, according to IMDb, DVD version includes the both the R-rated theatrical release and a slightly longer and more explicit unrated versions. Both versions are included in full frame and widescreen. And that was the thing that annoyed people was the widescreen version. Yeah. It's literally... You freaking nerds. It's a, sub, <laughs> it's a subtitle that just nerds. adds black bars. Yeah. So it just covers up the top and the bottom. It's Ooh, not like it's... It doesn't actually... It's not yeah. actual widescreen. It's not, <laughs> so people were all upset because if you have I a wide... I would be pissed, actually. If nerds, I'm sorry you were right. If you have a widescreen TV... 
that doesn't help you. It you still have the bars on the side, and then you have <laughs> bars. On the, it's it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So what do, you, what do you what do you say? I think Bride Reanimator, good. Not as good as the first. Um, kind of went more in like it was like I have discussed about uh the babysitter movie. Not as egregious of an offense, but they kind of tried to be a little bit more zany and yeah. like, be like funny I agree. and happy and like the vibe was less like dark and like cosmic horror and, uh... I think overall just the tone was just off like I liked it I liked it for what it was but like you can tell it's a different director um Brian Usna directed it who also did um Return of the Living Dead Part 3 which I know is something that we're going to be talking about in we, the future. I actually did talk about that yeah. on a past episode. Yeah. I don't remember which one, but so like, well, I know Josh was talking about wanting to do like the whole like timeline discussion yeah. too, but yeah. So like, you know how, like when you watch return of the living dead part three, it feels very different than one and two. Oh, absolutely. And so the same thing happens here where Yuzna is directing bride of reanimator. And like, the other thing too is it's called Bride of Reanimator, but literally she doesn't show up until an hour and eighteen minutes into an hour and a half movie. Like it's really a lot of setup to get her there. Yeah, and it just it I feel like Yuzna focuses on the wrong things in the sense of like he didn't quite understand why people liked the original so much, and he focused on the things that he thought were the reasons. And I think that kind of comes from his, like, he's a producer. And I think that that's like his producer mind of like, he's the guy that's calling up the director, giving notes, like you need to change this, this, and this, or why are you doing it this way? So now he's doing it that way himself. And I think that it just didn't quite work. These goddamn suits, man. Like he, he made a movie that. Motherfuckers. That was entertaining. I, I enjoyed it. I had fun with it, but it just, it comes nowhere near close to what the original one was. And I actually, this is my first time watching it. Like I just watched it. I just watched it on Amazon prime and it was my first time seeing it. And I tried going in with as open a mind as possible to try to be as objective as possible about it. Like not not, being biased. Yeah. Be blinded by the greatness of the first one. And so like, I liked it and it, it does get a little too quirky and zany at times like there are like i said the experiments that he does that it gets a little crazy and then other things happen later on that i'm not going to spoil that like really is like what the hell is going on right now but i wasn't ever like oh my god i need to shut this off or like um like i wasn't like angry about it or anything like that like it, it was a fun watch but it's it's not like anywhere near like classic and, and iconic as the original. If it could somehow have been a standalone movie without being tied to the first, I think it would have been better in my mind. Yeah. I give it a solid C+. Like, Reanimator is like a classic in my mind. Yeah. This movie wasn't as good, but it was still solid. Yeah. That's I would, my review. I would say if you want to stick... Take it or leave it, people. If you want to stick to, like, letter ratings, like, Reanimator would be an A, and then, yeah, I would give Where this one a C. were we doing at one point? Wasn't it, like, how many, like, severed heads or some shit? Like I don't know. Two, three. I don't know. We'll figure it out. By episode twenty-seven, we'll maybe have some size, <laughs> some sort of standard. But uh, we'll figure out this. Yeah, mess. it's it's a drastic drop. Bless but it's, this. It's not mess. horrible. <laughs> have you seen Bride of Reanimator, Josh? Uh, that's I must have seen it when it was out or when it first came out. Right. I remember seeing. It's like I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say 
I don't remember which sequel I saw, but I saw another reanimator. So, well, the, I, so that next, qualifies. The next as a, one was that not, qualifies as a no. The next probably. one I have a I have a note for you. So moving on to it was much later. It was two thousand three. So beyond reanimator, Herbert West went to jail for his crimes against humanity. Yep. <laughs> And uh, there's a new doctor in town, baby. Well, not in the sense that he is Herbert West, but there's just a new doctor that's involved. Um, I'm not going to do any spoilers, but I will tell you this is some weird overdub. I think it's Spanish. Yeah, they made it in Spain. But um, there is a famous scene that was spread around the internet as a meme, like forever. And I watched when I watched movie, like I watched it last night. I was like, holy shit, that's where it's from. It's when in the beginning when the zombies drinking the milk. Yes, and his his like half a face. I was like, holy shit! Yes, that's where it's from. Yeah, like, I never knew before. I I will say like so it comes out with a bang with the special effects. I was if, expecting if, if it anyone to be... out there like remembers that meme like it's graphic. I was expecting because this movie was from two thousand three. I was expecting it to be like. That was like the dawn of like when everything was like we got to put CGI and everything. Yeah. And while there is CGI in it, it still sticks to a lot of uh, practical effects. And some of the people who worked on Bride of Reanimator worked on the special effects of Beyond, even though it was, what, 13, 14 years later. So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, well, he's, Herbert West is still still uh, Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. Uh, he's in prison. So this other this other doctor, because uh, the other guy was like, you know what, um, I'm not going to do this anymore. Just like um, another thing to mention was Barbara Crampton was not in the second. She was not in Bride of Reanimator. She was like, you know what, I liked working with Stuart Gordon. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it for I'm Brian. I'm trying Yuzna. to get head from a head again. Yeah. And speaking uh, of, I don't know. Going back, was the head in Bride of Reanimator? Yes, he was. We forgot to mention that. So just going back, Bride of Reanimator, the head makes a return. Yep. But back to Beyond Reanimator. Yeah, he's in prison, and this other doctor shows up because of something that happens at the beginning of the movie that he wants to work with Herbert West, and Herbert West... Basically by, takes him under his wing. Yeah, by being in prison for 13 years, he's had a lot of time on his hands to think and come up with new ways to do things. And I think the best way to put it is just like in the first one, uh, the warden wants to take over the credit because that's what happens with bosses. They take the credit of everybody else. Yeah, I really don't have like a lot to say about this movie. It like It goes off the rails. It's still going with that zany more than like the dark cosmic like existential horror vibe. Like, the first one's, like, existential horror and, like, you know, it's kind of dark. Where, like, the second one's kind of, like, we're being zany. This one's kind of, like, it's got the jokes. Like, the one where the with the prison guard that, like, occurs again at the end. Yep. And, like, just certain little jokes. And, I mean... Again, the tone is just is really off on this one. But I'm not saying that it's a bad movie also. I want to be clear. Like, this is one series where I was, like, not mad to have to watch them all you know like wishmaster like three and four i was like fuck me yeah it was a slog like, i made a mistake yeah <laughs> i should have never chose this series but uh no reanimator i the first one was a classic uh bride and beyond were solid but they obviously aren't going to stand up to that legacy right you know? yeah i i, I beyond i i kind of i don't know it was it was pretty low like it, there's like a certain feel when it comes to like early two thousands horror, especially when they're like trying to revive like old franchises. Yeah. Where it's like it's trying too hard, 
and then it's trying too hard to appeal to the original fans and be like hip and new at the same time. And it, it kind of just fails at both at the same time. And what I also hate is movies that are overdubbed when they're like, I'm pretty sure you're speaking English anyway. And then they dub over and then it just, it looks that's like weird. a Europe. That's a European thing. Cause they did it in Italy too. Well, that's a thing too, where uh, a lot of times, especially with movies that are older than like 15 years, well, if it's like they Lucio Fulci, I guess. Yeah, it. a lot of times that they have to uh, record audio separately. Yeah. Like yeah. we were doing when we were shooting video yep. and doing this. And then you have to sync it up. Maybe and we'll show you some video. And sometimes <laughs> people are just not uh, not good at syncing. You know? Yeah, and, and it could be that like this is the crew that they could have. It was but just it, they, one of those they, things that like, took away from me. Yeah. Because it's not like, you know, when you watch like a Dario Argento or a Lucio Fulci like, you know, it's like Italian, like this. I mean, I think it was Spanish, but it's yeah. still like, you know, these are Amer- some of these actors are American actors. And like, why does it not match their mouth? I right. know he can speak English. Yeah. Now, how did you watch it? I actually rented it. Okay. Off of Prime. So I watched it on. Slap. I watched it on Tubi TV. And, nice. uh, and so like, to me, it was. I want to say there was maybe four commercial breaks, which isn't, Ooh. which is like really weird way to Tubi's watch a movie. Cool in that aspect that it's free, but I hate that commercial. Yeah, I hate Ugh. commercials too, and it like they. Pop, I know you despise commercials. Yes, <laughs> and they pop We've up talked about at those. the most like random times. Like it'll be in the middle of a scene. It's not even like at the end of the scene. It just yeah. pops up because it's like hey, it's been forty minutes. It's going to be another commercial. Like so it's a little weird. The one thing I st- that stood out to me too was so the whole movie, the the girl, the love interest, it was bothering me why she looks so familiar, Uh-oh. but I didn't look it up. I waited. I was like I'm going to just focus on the movie instead of trying to figure out who He's it gonna is. He's going to read the credits, people. You know him. So I looked it up and I don't remember her name, but she's in the Fast and the Furious movies. She was like when they I don't know if you've seen I've them. I've never watched one. So there was a, there's one of the later entries which is still a very early entry now because there's 800 of those movies where they go to uh, Brazil and she's like a Brazilian, like um, secret agent. And yes, hottie. And she, she shows up, she shows up, (laughs) she shows up in multiple movies after that. And that's why she looks so familiar to me. She would have been, you know, 10 years older at that point when that she was in um, fast and furious. So, so she was younger, but that's why she looked familiar to me. Okay. And yeah, so she was, she was the, uh, the hottie of this movie that falls in love with the doctor who is, not the doctor from the first two movies. And she's certainly not falling in love with uh, Herbert West because he's, uh, he's looking rough now that it's uh, 2003, which is still crazy to think that that is now 17 years ago still. And there has not been a reanimator movie since at least a part of that canon. Yeah. Uh, there's talk of another one called house of reanimator, but I, I, I mean, I think that if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. Right. So, in the end, I would say that, like, if you're a completionist, check it out. But, like, go in with, like, I had zero expectations well, for that one. Well, I'll tell you one. what. Watch the first 10 minutes because you get that famous clip. Yep. That famous gore clip with the zombie drinking the milk and the tongue and the faces all hanging off and shit. Like, once you see it, if you were, like, on the internet a couple of years ago. Yeah, I'm trying to know. think of what the hell you're talking about. You'll, if I showed it, I'll show it to you after this. You'll know exactly what the hell I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I had no idea that that's where it was from, too. So it was kind of, that was kind of cool. Again, Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the TV, like, hey, yeah. it's that thing. Oh, my God, that is the one. So uh, I liked it, but I didn't, 
it was like really like barely like passable. I liked it because Wishmaster three and four was so bad that I was happy I didn't have to watch a terrible Wishmaster three and four. I think the best way I can describe it, and this will be my like final summation, was that I liked it, but not enough that I was like fully paying attention. Like I started like playing games on my phone and stuff like that. Can uh, we have confession time? Yeah, let's do it. I uh, I watched all but ten minutes of it, and then I had to finish the ending this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like I watched it this afternoon before we did this because like I had just watched Bride of Reanimator, and I wanted to give myself some time, like yeah. and not absorb like absorb it. Yeah, and not like absorb the little to go like plot. too too much Reanimator at one time. So I watched it this afternoon, and like it it didn't really hold my interest a ton, but because it was still. Jeffrey Combs, it was still Herbert West. Like, I still was interested enough, but, like, it's one of those, like, Sunday afternoon, like, when you're being lazy and, like, yeah. you kind of only want to half pay attention to something. It, it's, like, if it's on, cool. Like, the fact that it's on 2B TV and had commercials, I was, like, when the commercials came on, normally I'd get upset, but I'm, like, eh, this gives me a break to go grab a drink or something. Like, yeah. No. So, Reanimator, obviously a classic. Bride, decent. Return. If you're a completionist, watch it. If not, I would say watch the first 10 minutes because it's worth it, at least. And then the rest of the movie is pretty good, too. But yeah. it's not necessary viewing. Yeah. That's my review. So there we go. So we uh, still have the assignment to talk about, well, but we're actually, like really running out of time. So I'll tell you what. Like I was saying earlier in the episode, we actually had a listener reach out to us and recommend two things, and we decided something. Not only are we going to do one or the other, next episode we're going to do a series spotlight on one of his recommendations, which was... Lead to Rest. Which is easy for us because there's only two movies. Yep. <laughs> so that was that was why I figured it would, it would be nice to do it. He, he, it was uh, at Rachi Kong. Thank you for putting in the uh, recommendation. He said to either watch that or this other movie that, we're, that we ended up making the recommendation uh, slash assignment. But I figured since Laid to Rest had a sequel that maybe we could honor both and make it because there was also uh, Chrome Face, Laid to Rest 2. I think it's called Chrome Face, right? Chrome Skull. Chrome Skull. That's it. So we're going to do – that'll be the series spotlight. Yeah. And then before we go into our movie impressions of last month's assignment, we're also going to do his movie assignment, which was a movie called Eden Lake, which I'm not particularly – keen to revisit because it was a disturbing movie but you'll get our view next yeah week. i've never seen it so i want to thank him uh, again for doing it what's so. his name uh fassbender first name michael michael fassbender's in it i'll tell you that yep. so hey you got a big name in a crazy ass movie that i will tell you my thoughts next month yeah. i wonder if i'll have the same thought as i did when i first watched it because i told go. myself i'll never watch again but i'll tell you what because i like this guy i'll do it <laughs> So thanks again for the recommendation. So anybody else out there listening, feel free to do the same. Like we want to, we don't want to have to make it where everything is just about us. We want to make it interactive. So anything that you want us to cover, you think that we should check out, please let us know. So again, so the next episode, you will hear us do a series spotlight on Laid to Rest and we will do the assignment of Eden Lake. And with some closing, let's just get some quick impressions of my assignment of the very gorgeous, adding her to my crew of girlfriends, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson Your in uh, Under the Skin. What did you think about the movie Under the Skin? So uh, we're not doing... He's holding... 
a goddamn laser disc. <laughs> so, so we're not doing video. So, uh, I'm just gonna explain what I'm doing right now. That, uh, so I have two laser discs in my oh, hand right now. Damn, I didn't see that second one when you walked yep. in. Life Force and Species. Hell yeah! And the reason why I grabbed both of these is that to me, under the skin is this is my review of that movie. Life Force and or Species meet the Bang Bus and turn into an art film. And that is under the skin. So take what, you should take one of those out. I haven't seen a laser disc since 1992 <laughs> or whatever. It's uh, if giant silver record. Lifehouse nope. and Species were on Bang Bus, but were distributed by A24. Yes, <laughs> it's like it's super super artsy, and uh, I like Species baby. Like so, I, you know, I, I briefly touched. Kind of want to do a serious spotlight on that. <laughs> I. <laughs> Well, we touched upon it briefly when we were when we when you first assigned Under the Skin because I knew at least the idea behind the movie without actually seeing it that those were the two movies that I thought of and I just happened to have both of those movies on laserdisc and you know you have a woman who is beautiful who uses her beauty to seduce men and then kill them and that is the idea uh, behind Life Force, it is the idea behind Species, it is the idea behind Under the Skin. Yep. Scarlett Johansson definitely fits that description. And you see, like, as she's, like, stopping by and, like, talking to people. And the reason why I say, for those of you wondering why I bring up Bang Bus, <laughs> she literally is driving her van around and just randomly stopping and talking to yeah, dudes. It's and Bang Bus from, like, a reverse perspective. Yeah. Like, the chick's like, hey, guy. Come in here. Yeah. Are you alone? Like she wants to make sure there's like nobody that's going to like notice for a little bit. And you don't have to clear your browsing history after you watch this. <laughs> that's one good aspect. And, uh, and, uh, I read that like a couple of the, like the scenes that when she stops and like asks people like, you know, to get in and stuff, some of those were like real people that she was just driving around, just stopped and people were like talking to her and stuff. And they didn't realize like that there was like, they were being shot for a movie and they told them after the fact. So it's like a genuine, like, reaction of like this dude being super stoked yeah. this babe's coming up to yeah, him i was and... gonna say i would totally be one of the the victims in this movie except like yes <laughs> hello hottie so with that being said though i could not get into this movie i at all agree i i actually i tried starting it like multiple times and just couldn't get into it like it goes like a good 15 20 minutes before there's even any dialogue in the movie yeah. It's just like well, when there's dialogue too, it's where are they? Are Scotland, they in, uh, Scotland. Yeah, I had to put on the subtitles yeah. for this because I was just like, it's like we talked about with Hit List. Like yeah, it's really hard to I understand. Can't them. understand, <laughs> and they like could be some slang. So I want to really know, like, because when we're doing these movies for analysis, I want to like not just be like I'm just gonna sit here and in one year out the other. I want to like know what they're saying. Right. So like. Yeah, I don't come in here. So you you're, know, you're paying close attention. So, yeah. I, I I will say this. So I that was my summation of the movie. I couldn't get into it. I feel like that. Can it's, I before you, you finish? Can I have yeah. a really quick confession? Yeah, I didn't finish it. Neither, <laughs> neither did I. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't finish it. Dude, I'm, there was a point where I was like, "All right, this is the end," and then I hit X. And there was like another like 30, 40 minutes. I was like, I'll get to it. And then I was like, it's just going to be a talking point. Yeah. And then when we talk about it, like I couldn't finish it. Yeah. No, I, like, I feel like this is a movie that like, you know, it's, it was like, it I was, love that we both just said, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. We didn't, we don't talk about the movies until we go on the podcast. So I, I was, 
I was wondering if I could get away with it. Like, I was like, ah, oh, I feel bad that I didn't finish it. It was an assignment. Like, it's like when you're at school. Like, I didn't finish my homework, you know? Like, I'm familiar with that. But, <laughs> but like, literally, like, it, it was like, there were some great shots. There was some great, like, it's sound art, like design. Said, it's and, art house. Yeah. But, like, to the casual viewer, I don't think there's a lot for you here besides Scarlett Johansson looking good. Yeah. And, I mean, you it's know. It's hard to, like listen to because like we said like with the accents and the 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 slang i'm sure and it's very just like choppy of like hey like here's a scene and then this happens and then oh now we're back to another scene of things happening and which it's just is disappointing because it was just like, like repetitive scene though you know what i mean like yeah. people were like talking about it i'm like oh it's this amazing movie blah, blah, blah. and i was like oh man i'm excited i haven't watched it it's been on my list scott johansson is hot and then i'm just like it's just boring. Yeah. I honestly, I wanted to give it a good shot. So like when I was getting bored, I would stop it and I'd go back to it a different day. Yeah. And, and I never went back. And I did the same thing and I just and never went back. No, I, I went back like multiple times. I started it from the wow, beginning each you time. You were dedicated. Thank I was you. like, I was like, I, I need to do this. And I am sorry. I, I abandoned us all. And, and, but here's the thing. You made it further than me. I only, cause I restarted it a couple times. Because I was like, this is one of those movies that I don't think I can watch in chunks. I need to watch it in one sitting. I only ever got 45 minutes into the movie, and I finally was just like, I, I just had to call it. I, let's put it this way. I watched an hour and a half of Veronica, and I couldn't get past 45 minutes Oof. of Under the Skin. Well, this movie reminds me of, you know that meme that's like the the hipster sipping tea? It's like, ooh, like horror movies are not. And then there's like uh, Russell Crowe being like, yeah, let's watch Sleepaway Camp 3 again. Yeah. Like, that's like what this movie is. It's like if it's it's super art house. Maybe I don't get it. Maybe I'm not smart enough. I don't know. I like that fun when I watch. Oh, Ridley. <laughs> I don't know. You're smart. I think that there's. I do smart thing. There's definitely an audience for this movie, and it's it wasn't not me. Us. <laughs> <laughs> like, trust me. Like, you are full of facts. You know your shit. I am just like pure on like i love my gore i like my stupid shit and i like to drink and have fun and party and like so you got like two different perspectives like you're kind of like the smart one i'm kind of like the <laughs> dumb one but like neither of us were liking it you're the original odd couple yeah there you go so my 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 final takeaway was go watch life force and or species instead and i like how that came full circle i thought that was see that's why i'm the dumb one <laughs> i didn't think that that was gonna come full circle <laughs> And that's that's why I brought it. Like I, I I do my work, you know. I come prepared. No, dude, you do more homework than I do, and I'm the one assigning the goddamn homework sometimes. Like so, I'm like watch this movie, and I'm like I'll get to it. <laughs> so I think that it's that's further proof that like maybe sometimes we need to like trust other people to uh, assign yeah. us stuff instead of us assigning it because no, I'll tell you what, <laughs> give give your boy a shout out again because I am super pumped that we got some assignments so that would be at rachi kong uh, r-o-t-c-h-y kong like as in king kong or donkey donkey kong. kong yeah well thank you for the recommendations and we will definitely be uh watching the movies that you recommended and you'll be hearing our perspective from the dumb guy and the smart guy <laughs> next month and then we got the wizard of oz we'll probably chime in a bit we'll see yeah i don't know yeah, yeah. we'll see so hey, so that would that's gonna conclude our uh, double feature of Super, episodes for like, Halloween. So our episode of Return of the Night of the, yeah, you get it. Yep. <laughs> but so. uh, we just want to say thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next month with some more spooky content. 
Okay.